bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about reality TV. And we are back in the United States of America, sick as fuck. <laughs> you see what happens, Larry? This is what happens, Larry. This is what happens when you go sober, cold turkey, on a COVID cruise through Spain. Um, Europe... I'm going to say Spain and France because we did go to Paris. Yes. Uh, for the I mean, and, gr- and granted, this but memo. Yes, we t- we had as we had to take a covid test to leave Barcelona. That's true. We had to take a covid test to leave Paris. So we're going to leave Paris out of this. Memo. All right. Let's leave, leave Paris, Paris out, out of this, <laughs> even though the Louvre should be shut down for the way that it was that's, handling itself. That's true. Uh it was that was grotesque. The Louvre may have gotten COVID into our like jean jacket pockets. Uh, easily, <laughs> easily, exactly. So okay, fine. Let's just stick to Spain then. Okay. So, uh, too many tourists. Too many people. Too many. Too many. Too many. Too many. Now and too many people fucking strangers in the ass, Larry. <laughs> there <laughs> were a, a lot. There were a lot of people <laughs> fucking strangers in the ass, Larry, on a boat. That's true. Now. <laughs> We were fine. We took several COVID tests. We seemed, and all, I don't know where it happened. I don't know where it happened and how it happened. But in the very last hour of it all, we now. Um, the entire plane ride home was mm. horrific and horrendous. Yes. With <sighs> a negative COVID test burning a hole in our pockets. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Didn't matter. No. Didn't matter. Even still through it all. <sighs> Through 20 straight hours of sleeping and sweating mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and pain mm-hmm. in every nerve receptor in our entire body, mm-hmm. we still thought the only reason we even went out was to get like NyQuil because that did seem to make a dent in the pain. But and we're like, you know what, let's let's get a COVID test. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do a couple other shows this week now that we're back. Not our own, because God knows we'll we'll back burner those bitches like nobody's business. <laughs> other, we're supposed to do other people's shows. Like, let's get COVID tests just to be sure. Well, yeah, we don't want to, you know. We never thought in a million years we'd get positive. We'd taken a million over the last two years. Yep. We couldn't fucking believe it. We took two each. We got four positives sitting right on your <laughs> coffee table. So. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it after all this time. We didn't even get original COVID. We got the variant. <laughs> we got the. You bitch, know what I mean? Bitch, we got the European variant. We got variant. the European like variant. The European vacation. I mean, right. not as good, but people do like it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> and I we don't like, like this European variant no, either. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't like any of the movies, though, and I didn't like any of the COVID. Yeah, you know what? That's so funny. I don't like vacation either. That's one of our major, that and jazz. Those are two of our major bonding points. I hate jazz. 
And I don't. We I know the, we hate the vacation movies. Hate we the, do. Hate the we vacation do. movies. We don't Chevy like Chase them. was such a dick in them, and just the whole thing is gross, and I just don't like it. And I don't think any of it's funny. But um, uh, and jazz, don't please, just please, just save it, just keep it, just put it on a bulletin board, <laughs> put a tack in it, read your own note to yourself. I don't like jazz, but what about Etta James? Okay. I'm not considering it jazz. I don't care. I know. We, I'm not. Skiddly like skiddly boo boodly doodly boodly doodly doodly skiddly diddly 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 diddly. I don't like that Etta bullshit. James is pop. Pop. If there's she lyrics, it isn't jazz. Yeah. I'm sorry. If there's lyrics, it is not jazz. I'm talking about an improvisational quartet. Going on too An annoying, long, insufferable quartet. Giving That's you what I'm talking a grateful about. dead. Just stop it. It's draining. I don't need to I hear. It stressful. It's stressful. <laughs> no just no also for anyone who doesn't know we have t-shirts available on our website for a small donation there are four different designs they're all black t-shirts with white writing they're all fucking cool none of them are dorky um and i only say this because right before we left for paris we got expanded sizing on two more of our designs um so when you go to julianbrandy.com we have our podcast shirt, the shirt that just says drugs, period, and the I don't need your notes, babe shirt. And we have those shirts available from size small all the way up to 2XL and 3XL. Yes. And I just want to add really quick. We do all the shit ourselves. We do all of it. We design the shirts ourselves. We get them pre-printed. We make them here in LA by the ultimate t-shirt company. Shout out Thomas Fulton. We don't use Cafe Press or Jeffree Star's Chinese bullshit company. The shit isn't made to order. We use our own money to manufacture them beforehand. And then we store them here and mail them out to you ourselves, which is why they arrive to you wrinkled and lovingly covered in cat hair. Here comes Dumpling. We don't make any money on this merch, quote unquote. We just made designs that we ourselves wanted to wear and we decided to offer them to our 14 listeners because it made us feel it bonded us like a real family. We get super excited when we see someone donate and we've been trying to get that 2XL and 3XL going for over a year and we were finally able to make it happen right before we left for Paris. Yep, and it's all there right on our website, julianbrandy.com. And also once you're there... There's a button on the bottom of every page that allows you to check out a free episode of our Patreon podcast. We've only aired one episode of our Patreon Idol series, so if you're interested in being a part of that, there's still time to join. Oh my god. We are obsessed with Patreon Idol right now. We know we've been talking it to death, but I'm telling you guys, the shit is so fucking fire. And in order to prove it to you, we've decided to play you the last song of the debut episode. It's a tearjerker, so be prepared now i do want to say we went round and round on whether or not to play the song here on the regular weed because on one hand we really want the world to hear this Mm -hmm. (laughs) the world as in 14 listeners um we love jenny lark who made the song she's one of our original 14 listeners and back in 2017 she made us one of our most treasured pieces of fan art the main part of it, it's like the Madonna and Jesus or whatever that picture is mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. And it's basically hand colored pencil. Mm-hmm. But then she put some like backing on it and it made the whole picture so ornate. Oh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of me as Mary holding Julie as baby Jesus and breastfeeding her. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. If, and it looks exactly the way it looks like from my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we have it. I mean, we love it. Uh, I look at it every day because I face it. Um, while we do the 
but while we do the Patreon, and I fucking live for it. It's everything. It's hands down one of my favorite things anyone's ever given to me or made for me. I love it with all my heart and soul, and the fact that the girl who made this picture for us is the one who sings this song from Patreon Idol, it just feels so profound. So we really wanted to share Jenny's song with everyone and not hoard it for ourselves, especially on the off chance that one of our 14 listeners works for a record label. Hey, stranger things have happened. Fucking Todd got us the band Nicki Minaj season 12 of mm. American Idol. If fucking Todd from Canada can get us contraband American Idol, then we have to have someone who can get Jenny's song to Kelly Clarkson <laughs> or Ariana Grande. Exactly. Oh, but on the other hand, we weren't sure if we should play the song on the regular weed because the shit is intense. Like, so intense that it needs a not-safe-for-work warning. And we do mean that literally, so please take it as such. If you are listening to this podcast at work, or on your way to work, or on your way to somewhere with your makeup done, or your face normal, <laughs> and that you need to have your face normal for, then you need to turn this off right now because your face is about to be destroyed. And your life is about to be turned upside <laughs> That's down. true. It's true. It's true. It's true. We love Jenny and we love her song, but it is really, really, really sad. It put us personally into a tailspin that lasted all through our Europe trip and even into now. It's that heady, but we are extremely proud of it and extremely proud of her. So get yourself comfortable, grab a box of tissues, and get ready for a good cry. This is from our Patreon Idol, episode one. Now, the next uh, performer we've got coming up is Jenny Lark. Now, Jenny, the name of her song is For Mom. So I'm assuming this is going to be, you want to get your tissue out, you want to get ready. She says, first off, thank you for everything you make for us. I'm the, I'm the one who drew you the Julie as Jesus, Brandy as Mary picture a hundred years ago. Right. Oh my God. Jenny. So great <sighs> to hear from Jenny. She has been uh, such an oh important part of our every day. We have the picture she made us into. Um, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. I'm literally like, looking at it's it. It's like a Mary or what it's, is it? It's Mary with, yeah, with the and, baby and Jesus. Baby Jesus is Julie and yeah. she's feeding onto my breast. And yes, thank it's you. been such an important picture for us. We've taken it through three places. We hang it. We love it. We live. Now, Jenny, you sent that to us, but we haven't heard from Jenny in a minute. So the fact that Patreon Idol is how we are reconnecting because... We never lost touch mm -hmm. with you because we have this picture here and we... Right. Look at it every single day. And also we've taken pictures of it and we've sent it in like press kits. Yes. So it'll be like right. all of our press pictures and then that's one of our press pictures that the, the picture that she drew where I am Mary and you are baby Jesus <laughs> sucking on my titty. And it is... It's a dream it's come a true. It's a beautiful it's picture. It's a dream come true. And we love it and cherish it. Love it. it. She says, Star Trek is to Julie as Paris Hilton documentaries are to Brandy as Julie and Brandy content is to me. Oh, that's so sweet. I can't. I'm so emotional. I can't take it. That's really nice. That's really sweet. Yeah. Watching old episodes of Hot Tea and the Patreons have been the only things to make me laugh lately. Brandy's amazing hot takes and telling Gina Gunn, yes, I am familiar with the gay culture and Julie <laughs> Kraken, Kraken rages chef's kiss. 
Those moments and the Patreon shenanigans never failed to crack me up. I'm so grateful for that. I wasn't sure if I should send this for Patreon Idol because it's a bit too sad, but I hope you'll understand. I've been listening to Johnny's EP for Lady Red on a loop, wishing I could be as creative as him to make this tough time I've been going through into something beautiful. On January... I'm sorry. On June 6th... On June 5th, this year, 2022, my mom passed away. Oh, no. That's like... What is that? It's a couple weeks ago. ago. Oh, no. Jenny. She was way cooler than me, so I hope you'll accept her bio mini obituary instead of mine. I wrote her this song back in 2011. Just changed a few lyrics for 2022. And this is about her mom. Carol Lurch, my real last name, pronounced like Lurch, was so smart, generous, and loving. She was an Air Force brat, born in Texas, but she lived in Japan and Georgia and Virginia, too. At 18, she moved to California to become a physics major at Stanford. But in her senior year, she dropped out to volunteer for the poverty program because she wanted to do some good during the Vietnam War. She got into coding and worked for Stanford's computer center and met my dad through their mutual computer genius ways. She loved astronomy. She read so many damn books and knew the definition of every obscure word. She was such an amazing mom. She took us camping, led my Girl Scout troop, tutored me through every math class, cooked such amazing food, and always let me and my sister be free to explore our weird interests. I love her. I miss her. I just want everyone to know how awesome she was. Okay, so Jenny, we're going to make this the last song. (laughs) I do want you to know that Johnny lost his mom, Mary McGovern, like... 2017 i think 2016 or 2017 so you know i just want to end with this song god damn (laughs) um love to you and the fellow 14 jenny okay so fucking carol oh my god that was a beautiful eulogy by the way okay this is called for mom this will be our last song Cross a picket line I'll trust everyone But cut the cards I'll claim Your southern roots as mine And give the boys In flight my best regards From mama mm. Oh my god Mama Mama Why did we do this? It's so
my god. <laughs> thinking of it terrified me. Cause no one loves us like our mothers do. My mama. My mama. My mama. My mama. Okay, now it's time to stop crying and hang out with one of our favorite comedians and talk some shit. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's how I got famous, talking shit. And I'm gonna keep talking shit. I'm gonna keep talking shit till the day I die, bitch. Matter of fact, I'm gonna record something. So when I'm dead and I'm in a casket, I'm gonna be on a fucking radio talking shit like, yeah, at my funeral, let me tell you about these motherfuckers. Okay, this is our segment called Talking Shit, where we hang out with comedians and talk shit about politics. Why? Because talking shit is fun, comedians are funny, and Do You 22 is overflowing with right-wing feces. Beyond, which is why we are so excited for our guest today. He's a prolific performer, writer, stand-up comedian, actor, and I'm going to go ahead and add singer and dancer to the list because Julie and I once watched him perform every number from the musical company while we were very high in a Puerto Vallarta hotel room at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, sweet, sweet memory. Sweet memory. And I'm honestly, um, fuck Hamilton, it should have been. That's, that's the show that should have won the Tony. That was the show. He's hilarious, he's smart, and he knows a dick ton about politics. So without further fucking ado, please welcome back the Stevie Nicks of our hearts and the Chardonnay of our souls, our good friend, Brad Lokley. Hi! Hi! How are you? Okay, so I'm just going to open the floor to can you believe this shit? Yeah, I mean, that's where we're going to start. I mean... Can you believe the shit? uh, Yeah. I I think we, like... uh, I don't understand how people can't believe it, but then I also can't believe. Like, I, I, we all saw this coming. Mm-hmm. This is this America doesn't shock me. This I am, didn't see it coming. Uh, really? I thought that Julie was like being hysterical, talking about <laughs> we're gonna lose our rights. Like, I'm mean, she's been talking about this shit since like 2012. I'm like, bitch, the shit is set in stone. Give me a fucking break. And then it happened. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, you know, I'm it's the one asshole. Thing, I didn't think Trump would. Well, win. I think it was like one thing to feel. We have the discourse, we have the debate, we're talking to people who are fucking, we're just like, you fucking conservatives, blah, blah. The shock of Roe versus Wade actually right. being overturned. Right. I don't know that I believed that it was going to happen, but I did because I kept talking about it, but then I didn't think it would really happen, but then it did. Yeah, I mean, I just, I've never had, I'm not big on faith. So <laughs> yeah. I've just always right. seen us going, I've just always believed, like, 
like I think we all look at the same America, obviously, like truth, you know, our, our realities are subjective, but you're all looking at the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're all looking at the same dirt marble in space. <laughs> yeah. But, but so from like my perspective, I've just always felt this country is not a country that is evolving towards progress. Mm-hmm. And the, I see every progress we've ever made in history as being those rare flukes of stepping out of our evolutionary trend. I think America is a country founded by zealots, by religious nut jobs of all elks, not just the pilgrims, not just the, when you look at all the many foundings of the U.S. and where it all came from, it was all extremists. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't people coming here for religious freedom, quote unquote. It was they wanted more religious oppression. Yeah. Like, they didn't feel the Church of England was repressive enough, so they were like, we would like to self-flagellate ourselves (laughs) more and beat each other up more, Mm -hmm. so let's go to a wilderness where Mm -hmm. we can torture our own people more. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not really the foundation of every other country in the world. Like, I think there are countries that do have a history of moving from monarchy and empire towards socialism. I think our country has always been this kind of Gilead thing, and just occasionally the pendulum swings the other direction. So, like, I'm not... I mean, and I think it's... I don't know. I just have so many friends who are more, like, middle of the road than me, who for the last two years have been like, no, Roe v. Wade will be overturned now. Now that we put these people on the bench, it will be overturned. Like, and these are people who have, they're usually the ones saying to me, like you were saying to Julie, like, calm down. You're being reactionary. That, like, one of my dearest friends who is a lawyer and teaches constitutional law said to me, he's like, you've been saying for years how, you know, you do think America will eventually break up. You do that, and I thought that for a long time. And there's plenty of books on it, and historians a break up, like like break up into multiple nation states, reverse EU, reverse reverse EU. Oh, like it's going to be like Texas. Yeah, I don't think California. I don't think it'll be on state lines necessarily, but I I don't think I don't see the United States lasting Uh, fifty years. The West Coast. Uh, Well, obviously the West Coast is fine. We'll be the People's Republic of California. Um, But he, for the first time, was like, he goes, "We are the closest we've been since the founding of the nation." And he goes, I do now think, and but and but here's, I mean, if we want to look for a silver lining, and I don't, but <laughs> not really. The if this should be the thing that brings everyone together on the side of sanity, if this doesn't bring us all together on the side of sanity and get us all to work together and fight, then it should end. Well, oh, that's what you, yeah. Do you think that this will be? Um, something that it becomes an advantage for Democrats in the midterms in November? It, it should, this should be a landslide for the Democrats, but they're the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So that's always the problem is the Democrats are great, like, at dropping a ball. When the Democrats throw Amazing. the ball and it hits the hoopy thing, I don't know why I went into a sports metaphor, <laughs> whenever, I'm never going to get out of it now. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, when they land a point or whatever it is you do in sports... It's usually a good thing. It's a minimum wage. It's insurance. You know, I haven't it's, been able to do any of that. No. Right. The problem is they they're like Helen Keller out there, and they can't find the ball, and they can't hear the other their other team members, and they're just kind of wandering around. Or they see the or they see the ball. They know where the ball is, but they're so scared right. that they're going to. This if I should, pick up the yeah. ball, it's going to upset exactly. someone. This should be the only issue, period, because it involves every other issue too. In the way that everyone's like, well, that means. They're coming in gay marriage and that means they're coming for this and they are 
they already came for our Miranda rights. That includes everyone. So even if you believe that the minute a sperm touches a pubic hair, it becomes a baby Jesus. But even if that's what you believe, Miranda rights are something that shouldn't be rolled back for anyone. And they've already been rolling back Miranda rights. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. This should be the issue. Democrats should just point blank say... We don't. We will try to run the best people in every district we can. You know, we're we're going to make reasonable choices. We always do. We don't throw yeah. Sarah Palin's up there and Tebra. But you vote for us or you fucking die. And, and, it's, and it's time to put on your big girl and big boy panties, America, who believe who is like I can't. If you can't believe this, then stop telling me. But then we can't have your bad choice. Yeah. Of who I can vote for? Yeah. Because like I don't really like Bernie Sanders. I think. Yeah. I think he's a. I think he's a scam. I believe in pretty much everything he proposed. I just don't think he's the man to do it. If you run Bernie Sanders, I'm voting there. for him no matter what because this is a different ballgame. Yeah, you agreed. know what I mean. And everybody just needs to get there, yeah. and that's the problem. And they need the, to get out in November. Right. Like you not need to get like, the fuck out. No one cares like about the if you're if you're busy donating, which you should be if you can, <laughs> to abortion funds and clinics and states, you can absolutely also donate and campaign and write postcards for, you know, candidates. Yeah, it really is a turning point for those who, like you just said, like there's a no, but there's no choice. Like I just don't like Uh, it. I'm just more progressive and I want to see this and we are now about to, I don't know, we're about to see what's going to happen. They're going to rip your genitals out of your fucking body. Like, and your neighbor's body. So that's the ball game, kids. Like, and so, and if, so if you're not willing to do it, if you're just like, well, fine, then fuck it. Then it should fall into chaos. What would you say? Then we need to break up the band. Agreed. We need to break up the band and everyone needs to go their separate ways. And what, I I guess that's really the answer to the question I was just going to ask or to pose to everyone, which is, um, what do you say to people who say there's no, there's no choice for me. There's no choice for me. I don't have, there's no one I want to vote for. And in addition, Republicans and Democrats are the same. We hear that over and over again, too. What do we, what is our response to Republicans and Democrats are the same? I mean, to those people, I, I'm now at the point where I just hit people. I just, <laughs> I don't, I mean, not, not to the point where they have to go to the hospital, but I do what? think some people need to just actually be hit. In the, because to me, that's a similar thing to someone saying, like, you know, words, words can hurt just as much as guns can. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in your fucking tit. And then you tell me mm-hmm. if me that that and then me calling you a bitch or right. fat right. were the same thing when you're having to have your lung reinflated in the ER. Yeah. Like, we've all just become too comfortable and too soft. Republicans and Democrats are not the same. Do we have career politicians? Do we have anti-intellectual people in America? Yes. Americans are very similar in that. Yeah, and so, of course, Republicans and Democrats and independents and libertarian are all... But that's true in every other country, yeah. too. The fact of the matter is, whether you like it or not, if you believe in things like progressiveness <laughs> and human rights, <laughs> it is 98% of the time Democrats or people leaning towards that political ideology or campaigning within that side of the system who got it for you. Those are the people who get you minimum health wage minimum uh, wage increases. Those are the people who get you unions. Those are the people who get get you a five-day work week instead of a, a 40 and a 40-hour work week instead of sweatshops. Those are the people who got you a form of nationalized health care, which, although far from perfect, has allowed a hundred million people, yeah. you know, to be safer. Yeah. I mean, so the fact of the matter is they're not all the same. They're not all the same. Yes. And the fact of the matter is the Republican Party are not the only people making you money if you're rich. 
The fact of the matter is, um, you know, Republican policies have not been the ones that necessarily always make the rich richer. Every every multimillionaire doesn't become poorer significantly <laughs> no. when Democrats take over. Like that is a fallacy. We have we've logged the data, people. I feel like if I was a strategist, I would say if it was if it was a Republican voter saying or a fucking independent saying, oh, they're both bad. I just don't have the choice I want. I'd be like, go ahead and stay on home then. What I would be doing if I was a Democratic Party is trying to get people who are just fucking watching Bravo all day who aren't going to vote. Right. Or people who are watching sports all day who aren't going to vote, who work all day and they have kids and they're not paying attention and they're not going to go out on, on the midterms because nobody does. So I would get those people who care about the rights and care about minimum wage increase to get out. And I would let fucking Republicans and independents just stay the fuck on home because yeah. you're not going to convince them. No, absolutely. And you're not going to yeah. convince the people you're not going to convince. We have to stop thinking that everyone's yeah. going to meet in the middle. Yeah. No one's ever met in the middle on anything. <laughs> and that's fine. Abortion is a perfect example. The fact of the matter is you either think you're killing a baby. The, those people do believe there yeah, are yeah. plenty of them. Now, some of them are just doing it for political gains. Some of them, you know what I and mean? Their, some of their them. church. Game. Right, right, right. Yeah. But they do believe you're yeah. killing a life. And then there's the rest of us who believe in science. Well, let me just clarify. The women. Right. The women believe it's killing a baby. Right, right, right. The men have another idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The men but I mean, the fact of the matter is, if yeah. you think yeah. something is killing a baby <laughs> well, and, and you don't want babies to <laughs> die, you probably aren't going to be swayable on that no, point. I agree. If and you think I'm an evil, rapist, <laughs> child-molesting monster that yeah. is, a, is the work of Satan... Yeah. I, you probably will never change your mind and you probably shouldn't. And I need to work around you. And the society right. I want to help build needs to work around you and build a wall around you or put you in a preserve <laughs> yes, or absolutely. eliminate you. And also, where, where, why can't we as Democrats, and I've, we've been talking about this for a while, I want to say, as somebody who's pro-choice in general across the board, I do believe it's killing something, but I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> so why don't, um, it's inside me, I'll kill right. whatever the fuck I want, and too bad for fucking you. Why can't we, why can't Democrats sack up right. and be like, you know what, it actually is kind of killing right. maybe something. Right. We don't know. It's and there are stages where it's it is. Whatever. Yeah, there are stages. Okay. If you take plan B, you're not really killing, you're preventing something you're pre from maybe living, living. Yeah. but you're not quote unquote killing. But yeah, if you get it three months in, something's going on in there. You started the stew and you're boiling the vegetables so you're on your way to a meal and then you dump out the pot. But yeah, shit happened. We can't, but we, we are, we're not being in, uh, genuine or authentic as a, as a party right. or whatever to at least balls up and say, you know what, we, we, we know that it's maybe preventing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants, you know what I mean? It's just like, just And then people have to learn you might have to live with some unpleasantness. Yes. You might have to live with the fact. You might have to live with the fact that you're uncomfortable. I can't yeah. do it. That the alternative Nothing is should hurt me or make me 51% upset. of the population <laughs> not having autonomy over their body. Yeah. And having forced births, and so it's it's okay to say I'm less okay with that. Yes, infinitely so than I am with right. to, to overflowing orphanages. Right. Ironically, yeah, right. Babies dying in Ukraine. They don't right. want those babies. I mean, honestly, I think if we passed a law that literally said we'll 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 if we reinstated Roe v. Wade and really and fun, you know functionally reinstated a woman's autonomy over her body, but if the Democrats wanted to concede and said, you know what, if you can ever get orphanages down to zero in America <laughs> and every child is taken care of properly by a family, we'll take it away again. 
And I guarantee to you, we the other side would never get to zero because that's a lot of non-white babies <laughs> and gay kids and trans kids and, you know, not rich kids that look like their grandma <laughs> that they would have to take in. So, like, there's the concession. If you care so much about life, care about all of life. And until you care about all of life, you can't pick this one thing. No, absolutely But we never not. do. We never, and that's the thing, is this should be the greatest unifying moment yeah. in democratic progressive history. It, it should be just a no-brainer to say we need to give, it, it would be so easy to get a filibuster-proof Congress, which would give even a moderate like Joe Biden the depth and breadth and the freedom to pass nine million things all at once. In fairness, again, Democrats and Republicans are just the same. Really? Because the Democratic House has passed 72 million <laughs> things that we all said we wanted, That's right. but the Republican-controlled Congress won't even allow them to be voted on. Right. Even if they have the votes to beat it, that's how just horrible they are and how much they want to prove they can swing their dick and how neutered we are. Yep. So, like, they're not the same. Because we are getting our things done in as long as we have control. Once we have control of something, we get our things done. And when they have control, they get their things done. Which is nothing. We, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to make our things yeah. neutered yeah. or to do terrible things yeah. to us like right. Roe v. Wade. But so they're not the same. It's, you know. Agreed. Agreed. And it's you just know, a thing Not getting hearing. a minimum wage raised when you don't have full control of, of you know, the Congress is not the same well, as note, forced birth. Let's Ag- talk agreed. about, let's talk about, let's talk shit about Kirsten Jizima, Kirsten Jizima, oh! and Joe Mandouche. Oh! I mean, they're responsible for not raising minimum wage, not getting... Um, the child tax credits for uh, not raising fucking f- five yeah. billion kids out of, ch- of child poverty. I mean, the, the level that they have gotten with the Republicans. And listen, uh, I, I think they're both slightly different. I think she's really toxic. I think she's proven <laughs> this is all just Instagram performance art and she wants to kind of be an influencer. Yeah. I think he's more of an old school stodgy barely held on to a Democratic lead in a very Republican area and knows his career will be yeah. over if he doesn't kowtow. And so the truth is he's not serving either master. Also, I'd like to add, when in terms of him, he has a humongous family. He has, like, five kids. They all have ten kids each. And he's like, I'm fucked. I'm going to lose my bone. <laughs> right, right. So he definitely... But the truth is, again, the Democrats back. need to nut up and say, you're either voting entirely with us and we'll protect you and we'll keep you safe and we'll run hard for you, or we're, we're running people the fuck against yeah. you and cutting you out. We're I'd taking you out. I'd rather give the seat away on yeah. both of their asses. I would rather, give the, seat, I would rather yeah. give the seat away, too, and focus more on... But also, like, her in particular with all of her fucking shenanigans. Ugh, yeah. With her walking in Ugh. in a baby doll dress and doing a thumbs down with a Hello Kitty backpack on. With her... And I'm so, and I'm so tired of this idea that they all should feel safe and live in a rational world that we don't get to live in because they don't allow us to live in their world. I want them followed into bathrooms constantly. Me too. Not just them. The Republicans, any Democrat, if a Democrat turns on you and you're a Democrat in your district, make them uncomfortable. Not Do not shoot them. Do not, <laughs> because you will go to jail. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. But you, the fact of the matter is, the Supreme Court is now hearing cases where they're saying we're going to limit... You know where people, uh, you know uh, where people can protest. We're going to allow guns to be carried everywhere. You're not going to allow a gun to be carried in front of any Supreme Court justice's house. So it's going to be open carry for machine guns to a Black Lives Rally matter. 
protest. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a free carry up to a gay pride. Yeah. But you won't be able to walk past no. Clarence Tomlin's houses or Sotomayor's house okay. with an AK forty seven in your hand or an AR fifteen. And they should be. The, and they and they shouldn't be allowed to. But so how do they get to stay that safe in but their they home? Should be allowed when to if I live if I live house. four blocks away, yeah. that person is allowed to walk past my house with an AR fifteen. Well, exactly, and they're con- so they're, make they're, them uncomfortable. If they like lived in the Agreed. same America we yeah. lived in, that's right. Even the Republicans would change. Well, and it's yeah. also comparing. It's almost like they they're acting like, and it's a part of their scam and their game is to act like you can't do that to people in bathrooms because it's like they're paparazzi and they're celebrities. Right. These are people who aren't... This isn't about paparazzi and celebrities. These are people who make laws. Right. They make we, laws. We live in fear every like, day. Yes. It's like that, that we're going to get doxxed online because right. we said the wrong we thing. We live in fear. Pop, you, a social media mob is going to come after us and we're going to... It is more likely that a person in America under the age of 18 will be shot to death in yep. math class than it is for them to die of almost any other reason. That is preposterous. Yeah. So you're telling me that a senator who just refused to vote on on gun background checks, Democrat or Republican, should be infinitely safer in public, even from debate, even from someone yelling yeah. at them, than the 12-year-old children who just got mass murdered yeah. today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Because right now, you we're all sitting in a room right now, and I guarantee you by the time this airs, we, we'll be able to name 20 more yeah. mass shootings in schools, like two more in schools. So why don't we, why don't we just say that our, our government officials, who are civil employee, who are civil employees, don't get to be any safer than children? Why don't we protect them the way we protect yeah. children, which is not no, at all? Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Remove the Capitol Police who are putting their lives at risk and some got murdered trying to protect these people who are now holding hearings where a significant amount of them are like, sure, it was murder, but like, you know, everybody has a bad day. People get worked up about stuff. And maybe that cop was just bad at their job. And maybe that's why they got murdered by the fucking domestic terrorists. Yeah, and Democrats need to, like, Sarah Huckabee's running for governor, okay? Oh. And I don't know if you saw her speech where she said, oh, yeah. we're going to, to make the, we're, our, our people, Americans should be as safe as they are in the, our, as our children are in school. Our children, in school. Our children okay. are the least safe children of any not war-torn country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, Exactly. And children in your state, Sarah, are in a terrible crisis. Your state sucks with education. Your state sucks with healthcare. Our country sucks. We have one of the highest infant and fetal mortality rates unrelated to abortion. <laughs> we have the, one of the highest rates of women and babies dying during childbirth, even though we charge women and men who have babies tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to have the baby, which we then d- let die <laughs> next to the mother in the oh, hospital. Uh, it is a hellscape. And then we charge them for your dead baby and your dead wife. And that's America? If that's America, fuck America. Yeah. <laughs> Let's build something different. Yeah, I'm an accelerationist. I like want it all to just... And this is not... And I don't... I, and have I ever hear the term founding fathers again? <laughs> I don't care. No. I and like they don't care. They would be mortified at this country. Oh, these are so racist, by the way, too. They built a document where everything we're debating is already an amendment. So they wrote a document that they were immediately rewriting because they were like, you got to work in real time. (laughs) No other country sits in their government and goes, well, technically, we have a piece of paper. 
Well, that was the whole From thing. From 1432, <laughs> where the queen at the time, who was riddled with <laughs> malaria and smallpox, <laughs> said that dogs were gods, <laughs> and so now we all live under schnauzer lords. Exactly. No other country does this. Even ones that have empires. Even countries that still have queens. Even straight up embarrassing. religious people who think the Bible is the yeah. word have evolved through society and what has happened and they're not doing that with the constitution the word woman doesn't exist in the constitution doesn't even exist I mean black people exist as in to specifically say not really people (laughs) we wanted to make sure and you want to know why abortion fucking uh, Amy Cohen Barrett or whatever the fuck her you fucking handmade (laughs) piece of shit who never tried a case in your life probably only been in a courtroom when you were an extra on a law and order episode (laughs) in college (laughs) <laughs> the reason abortion and a woman's right to her body doesn't appear in the Constitution is because abortion was just considered something that happened back then. It was extremely common. There were many medications given to women. Of course, I mean, natural things, things that were great that often killed a woman. It was absolutely accepted that if a woman had a problematic pregnancy, she should have the right to potentially end it because she was the woman and the mother. And if she died, the whole family fell apart. It wasn't even a conversation. They also didn't put in the Constitution everyone has a right to breathe air. Exactly. They also didn't exactly. put in the Constitution that every, exactly. that everyone should exactly. eat food yeah. and drink water. Exactly. So that's it. No more water for America. Exactly. You fucking idiots. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think? So they did the Miranda rights, which you mentioned. Now we all have to know, and we do need, us three do need to know this because we like drugs and alcohol. So you have to say, um, are you detaining me? If you get pulled over, if you get taken out of a club, if you get stopped on the street, because you're, you know, a public drunkenness or high off Because you're in a jock strap wearing yeah. one roller yeah. and you're in a K-hole. Trying to suck a guy's dick <laughs> behind a dairy. Right. Are you detaining me? Yeah. Are you detaining me? And then if they say yes, then you have to say, um, I want to talk to my lawyer. You have to know those two things because they're not going to tell you you're fucking right. Right. So they can take you in even though they're not, just because you agreed to go. Now you're voluntarily being like, yeah, yeah, give me all the tests. That's one thing we have to know. I'm trying to commit it to memory. No, I and I do think people. I mean, listen. Although we need to change these things back, and we need to elect officials and stuff. Correct. In the meantime, people yeah. need to do guerrilla warfare. like education of yourself yeah Mm -hmm. you need to actually call legal aid you like everyone should have the number for if you go to a protest i was taught this years ago um uh by a lawyer friend of mine and he was like if you're going to a protest you have to first of all they're going to take your phone from you now that there are phones and things like that second of all even when there were phone miranda rights he's like right they have to let you make a phone call there's no rule on how long they have to hold you and even then they break the rule and then they say they're busy Mm -hmm. he was like you need to write the number for legal aid in sharpie on your box um, because good. I cannot that's, take that's it good. off your body. Yeah. And he's like, but it needs to be Sharpie because if it's pen, they can be like, we had to hose them down. We had to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's, and he's like, it also sends a message that you know a little bit about what's going on. He said, but also it also potentially makes you a target for a bad cop or a bad, you know, government official. Because then they look at it and go, oh, this fucking asshole knows what they're doing. So, uh, but the truth is, this is now warfare. It is us against our government. It's us against we are yeah. in a civil war. It's debatable yeah. whether we're in a cold civil war or a lukewarm civil war. But... When you take away, not only when you take away human beings' bodily rights, but the fact of the matter is now numerous states, New York, New Jersey, let's take New York and California as examples. Newsom 
Again, another example of someone who we knew the alternative would be much worse. So when that recall came around, everybody had to nut up and just say, we'll leave the haircut in office for a little bit longer. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, his politics are fine for California, and we have a $92 billion surplus, but nobody handled COVID well, him especially. But it is what it is, and what we don't want is some fucking Fourth Reich, th- you know, third-tier Nazi. Mm-hmm bringing in, you know, Christo-fascism into California. And California is a state that can swing red and blue. We don't need another, we don't need a poor man's Reagan. Or a Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? With a, yeah, and with a, and in today's day and age, with a religious right slant. So we elected the haircut again, so he can finish out his term. But thank God we did. Why? Because now without Roe v. Wade, he has the votes and has said, A, number one, he will inscribe into the California Constitution that women have the right. But B, number two, this is where civil war comes in. You now have multiple governors and multiple state governments saying they will not cooperate with other states' legal investigations right. into what those states are declaring crimes and they will not extradite. That is un heard of that is the uh, that is li- that that is so one of those that, explain that more in, de- in depth so one of the reasons people have to flee all of america <laughs> as a giant country when you commit a crime is because even if it's not a crime in california let's say california legalized all drugs but obviously didn't other states didn't and you flew to new york with a pillowcase full of cocaine and you got done arrested that, done there done it. <laughs> um, who has it <laughs> And then let's say you broke out or you got free and you got back to California. You can't hide in California. California, the the they, you, the New York authorities contact California. They find out where you are. The California authorities work with them. They find you. They arrest you. They ship you back to New York. When you commit a crime in a state, you're usually tried in that state. And even if you flee to another state, okay. once they find you, they're like, you got to go back to Tennessee. for. I mean, and this is for people who have parking tickets, people who have, you yeah. know. That is that is one of those silent pillars of any country working together, but especially a country this big and and with such different politics region Mm -hmm. to region. This is the first time anyone I've spoken to in law or government can remember where you now have states not just saying we don't think this law is right, you know, because there's always the subtle way to do it to be like, oh, sure, we're looking for Susan. Susan had weed in Tennessee. Just can't find yeah. Susan. We went to that address two months after you told us she <laughs> might be there. Susan skipped. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that kind of. This is governors saying we are breaking laws. We will not work with other states. That is not. that. Then there is no U.S. anymore. Then we have actively stopped being a country. Because that is just a silent pillar. Voting rights is a pillar we all talk about. You know, reproductive rights, civil rights. These are all giant, the shiny things. States saying, if you're in our state, you don't have to go back to a horrible place. Yeah. Means I'm not a state with the other state yep. anymore. Means we're not the United yeah, States. Well, United. It's, like say- it's like a de facto third rail. Yeah. It's it'd be like if everybody's it'd be like if California and New York and Texas and Tennessee all said we're creating different currencies. Fuck you, we're tear we're pulling our economies apart. Oh now you have to work out a trade deal with California for our produce. You know what I mean? Like that that and if if the state just did that, the federal government would have to get involved, but there's not a lot of mechanisms for it because it's not supposed to happen. 
I do want to say if that does happen, we're killing the game because we have full on. Oh, California's fine. Yeah. New York's fine. <laughs> yeah. And Texas, which is not a great place, it, will be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the places that are already terrible will have to glom on to other large daddy mommy states. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the truth is that's already what's happening. Right. You know what I mean? Like Texas is a shining beacon of wealthy conservatism in a South that it tends to be poor and not have a tremendous amount of resources. So what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you really truly think? And what is the timeline? I mean, it certainly seems like because like, because I do want to say your yeah. social media since Trump, because you've been on this podcast like every year <laughs> yeah. at least one, God, since, yeah. since Trump. Yeah. That's when we started it. Um, your social media has pretty much, it's been very nihilistic. Yes, and it, I am a nihilist. But in <laughs> fairness, I was a nihilist before yeah. Trump. It has been before, pretty yeah. spot on yeah. about directing where things yeah. are going. I, I think at the end of the day, uh, America will always default to the laziest version of something. So I think there will always be a vocal minority of progressives and civil rights activists and humanitarians working tirelessly, tirelessly, you know, burning themselves out to keep the torch alive. And then there is, a, you know, a, another vocal minority of people looking to just control wombs, sterilize gay people, you know, get everybody in a bonnet again, yeah. get everybody in a covered wagon, yeah. you know, <laughs> get us back to Luddite days, stop taking vaccines. But again, it, it's a very vocal group, but it is a minority. You know what I mean? It isn't 51% of the population. Um, so I think we do tend to move at a glacial pace because of that. I think, honestly, things like climate change and economy will do speed things up because they make it more prescient. They make it more when people don't have money for food, things move faster. You know what I mean? When people, when everything's literally on fire, not just figuratively yeah. on fire, things move faster. Now, does that mean it moves faster to us getting our shit together or faster? I don't see that. I don't, I, I, I see a future that I'm certainly not the first one to predict. I'm certainly not the most, you know, versed on this i think i i don't think america was ever truly exceptional i don't think countries are exceptional i don't think countries are important they're just boring <laughs> gods it's just the least interesting religion you can create is to make a flag mm. and say we're a people with an ideology but i do think our time of ruling the world is quickly coming to an end yeah. and i think in many ways that's a good thing and in many ways that's a ter terrifying thing and everybody i know who lives in another country has a lot of problems with America in in the last century, you know what I mean, during all of our lifetimes. But the truth of the matter is currently the only other options will be Russia and China. Mm -hmm. And so the fact of the matter is if America fully falls, you're looking at a Russia and a China future where as a gay man, I'm not really comfortable with either of those. And as women, we're not comfortable with exactly. either of those. Exactly. So I mean, Any you know, kind yeah. of woman. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, most minorities are then in a, are, are really in between a rock and a hard place. Um, uh, but but then, of course, you know, so it usually never works out that all good happens or all bad happens. So it'll probably happen as America won't entirely fall. We'll be extremely decimated. We will be we will fight amongst ourselves while these other powers rise as totalitarian powers. We will probably have, in my opinion, we're probably headed towards another world war, but on a much more economic and resource-based level. I think the wars that we are about to enter into are gonna be much more about resources mm -hmm. um, and control of resources, electronic warfare, resource warfare, water, 
food, yeah. mineral supplies, things like that. Batteries. I mean, you see, yeah, you see the privatization of water supplies happening. I mean, that's directly related to climate change and that impacts all countries. And the wealthier ones will grab up more of the waterland. You know what I mean? And so, and so that conversation will shift. And then attached to those will be totalitarian leaders who also want to control vaginas and gays and people of color. And then there will be other ones who are like, we don't give a shit about that. We just want the water, but you still have to all have the same haircut and there's still, you know, camps if you talk out against your government. And is this in our lifetime? Um, well, and there's the rub. I mean, look at us. How much more we yeah. have? What do we got? 20 more years? <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to go much past, like, yeah. like six, 60s. Yeah, 60s, maybe I'm early cool. 70s. I'm if like I, Anthony Bourdain. If I can I'm sell a TV show or two. Yeah. That maybe 70s I'll live to. Um, I think it's much worse for children, which is why I think when you see, mm. you see tremendous depression rates in children, you see. And uh, their parents. Yeah. We're going to do a small high five around the table now because we don't have kids. <laughs> Yay! We did it right. Yeah. But you see an ennui. You see a nihilism in children that is understandable yeah. because they, we, for the last 50 years, and I'm, I'm just using America because that's, you know, where that's our most experience. For 50 to 75 years, uh, the last few American generations played fuck around and now if you're 14 you're the generation that gets to find out <laughs> and the find out generation is not going to have a great run of it could there and are there already signs of technological breakthroughs that could tremendously save us have they discovered bacteria that can eat 40,000 pounds of plastic a month like a month yes could that help solve... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that speaks to us coming together. Which right. Is the reason that right. we're, we're going to die But again, and even if we do, these together. things are just stopping the gap now. These yeah. things aren't really healing the environment yeah. or making more water for people. They're just keeping us from drowning. Right. They're just helping us tread water. I, I think we will see the end of an American era the way that, you know, British pensioners who were in their 80s expected a different retirement based on what the UK had then and what they have now. I don't think we will have a full civil war again in the same way that we don't really have civil rights movements the way we did once upon a time, a woman, the way we did women in the 20s, 30s, 40s, the way we did, you know, people of color in the 50s and 60s. Because I think simultaneously we've accepted way too much daily violence as nonchalant, as not being something that sparks your brain to go, what's going on here? So that we now look at any time people get out of hand for for the environment or civil rights, let's look at those crackpots. I mean, sure, are the police hunting black and brown people on a daily basis? Probably, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> you don't have to hold up traffic on the 101 or I-95. Like, really? You don't? I mean, again, to go back to the thing, if you think we're killing babies, you and you think that's wrong, and you think that's worse, you know, than forced birth, then fucking care about it. Get out there and fight for it. If you think women should have a right to their own body and shouldn't have forced birth, get out there and fight about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't believe there wasn't, like, the pussy hat Thing, the minute Roe v. Wade. Well, and the pussy the yeah. And that's where I go, this, we're fucked. Right, that's we're, where fucked. I go, we're fucked. And and the, every yeah. single person didn't lose their fucking no. mind. And yes, fine, we went to, we were driving down Hollywood Highland, and there was a tiny, pussies are great. It was like, that's fine. Yeah. But the fact that there wasn't an overflowing 
an explosion in this country like after that, that happened. Yeah. Now we're done. Well, and when you, and I when don't you, believe in and when you look at it, even Pussy Hat. I remember looking at Pussy Hat, and everyone was like, "But we, we, we came on, we went on a cruise. We, 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 we went on a cruise yeah. the next day. We came, and we us. came together, and we had Pussy Hats. But we came together ninety days later once we got the parks permits, <laughs> yeah. and we had the and we had the porta potties lined up, and everyone had time to knit their Pussy Hats. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and yes, are those things important to to nourish the energy and recharge the battery? But where was the January 6th? Yeah. Where was the January 6th yep. for women's rights to their bodies, yep. for everyone's right to their bodies? Everyone's right. Where's the January 6th about January 6th? Yep. Where's the other side saying, if you ever fucking come near that again? Where is the January 6th around Mar-a-Lago? Yep. Why is that family in any way feel safe in America? Why have they not fled like violent dictators, <laughs> like Duarte in the night? Yeah. They have it because he doesn't even have Secret Service protection anymore, I think. I think he has private security. You're telling me on that golf course, that big waddling shit turtle, <laughs> no one has run into the Mar-a-Lago golf course with a Molotov cocktail and even attempted to throw it at a person. No. Nope. And I'm not saying you should, because I don't want the Secret Service to come to my fucking tour dates. But I'm saying one side, again, not the entire side. There were plenty of people who are Republican or conservative who hate all of us, who were horrified by January 6th, Mm -hmm. who thought that was just, you know, disgusting Barbara. But the fact of the matter is, they are at least willing to do that. Even if they are Yalkada, they're willing to do that. And they know we're not. Yeah. And shit got done when we were. When women went to jail and had tubes forced down their throats, when black people had dogs sicked on them, but stood there and said, you watch, you watch this, you watch this on the news. When gay men broke into churches and laid down and threw condoms and broke, you know, and broke into government buildings because of AIDS and civil rights. When stone, things like Stonewall, the San Francisco cafeteria riots, when you fucking burn shit down, people will listen. Okay, speaking of... Uh, if somebody needs an abortion pill, where should they DM you? <laughs> and um, <laughs> where do you want people to go? And where should they go to find you? Not just your Instagram and what you're doing yeah, on yeah. social media, but I also know that they have something they can watch you on. You have a special yeah, coming up. Where can everyone watch you? Multiple uh, specials. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Honey. Oh, sorry. Honey. She's going to make the money and then defect to another country. <laughs> um... Uh, well, first of all, I'm really excited that a project I did last November, just coming out of COVID, called Queer Riot, which is a stand-up comedy film and kind of documentary about um, queer people in comedy, uh, is accepted in Outfest uh, in LA. So if you go to uh, any of my social, which is Instagram or Facebook, on Facebook it's uh, comedian Brad Locally, and on Instagram it's Brad Locally. Spell, or my spell Locally. Yeah, or my website bradlocally.com. It's L O E K L E. Or if you type Brad Gay Comedian into any search engine, I come up. Up because that's how few gay comedians there still are. I know people they want to put in Chardonnay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't you figured know. out how to use the SEO Google Sorry. algorithm ring, yet. Triggering Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go there, there'll be the link. And so basically, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can go to the screening, or you can go to we're doing a live show with some of the cast from Queer Riot as part of Outfest at the Ford Amphitheater, which is a gorgeous venue. Um, and this is all happening in July, and they're doing the screening in July on. July 17th. The show is on July 23rd. And they're also streaming because it's the modern world, I believe, during the Outfest period. So if you go to my website or any of my social, you'll find links to that. 
Um, I'm also on tour. I'll be at World Bear Weekend in Orlando in nice. September. Um, and lots more tour dates coming up. Every A lot of people know I'm in the woods in Pennsylvania. I'm on tour with Atlantis this summer. Um, and if you need any abortion help and you're a woman, feel free to DM me and I will do anything I can. I, uh, I have a house in LA. You can come to California and me and Gavin Newsom will protect you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I just remind everybody that plan, as of now, Plan B is still available online, on Amazon, legally. Um, and if you are in a state that's passing a law where it can't be mailed to you, um, there's plenty of organizations that aren't just a big fat gay male comic who are doing it. But if you're scared to contact any of those organizations, you can contact me directly in a DM or email my website and I will help you in any way I can to get uh, your your Love body it. in your own hands. We're going to start a fucking like a... Uh, uh... Like I'm, a railroad I mean, of Plan B. Yeah, I mean, like through the mail. Just a road tour. We could just do a road tour, a comedy tour where we're throwing it out the window. Uh, what a dream! What a dream! Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Now it's time for so there's that. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the fact that the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them have literally overturned Roe v. Wade and rolled back women's rights 50 years. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially right fucking now when we have COVID and everyone seems to have such a hard on for civil rights, except for the ones that are specifically women's rights. And we just happen to be two women who like rights and have COVID. <laughs> I mean, between that and losing our Miranda rights, the Republican Supreme Court is either going to make you quit. So there's that or make us quit this podcast altogether, whichever comes first. Memo. I don't know. I'll probably I don't even know what we're going to mean. Whoever thought. <laughs> Sorry. Just keep that in there. I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who ever thought we would have COVID? I really couldn't have imagined it, especially from two years ago. You know, it's really full circle. It's full circle. We're having a full circle moment. We started trying to have humor, lost friends. We did. Um, people got real mad, you know. Now that I have COVID... Um, I'm even gladder those friends are gone. Yeah, I want to just say that now um, we got COVID, um, you know, this, the European strain, we had to suffer through some, some pretty intense moments there. Uh, but you know what? I'm still going to make fun of it. I'm still going to do it because it makes me feel better. And the fact that we had to lose friends over having not a sense of humor, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they can go. By the way, we didn't even, I felt like... Um, my ass had been fucking handed to me like never before. And I haven't even been sick in years other than like the intense hangover that I have pretty much every other business day. Mm -hmm. And I still did not let us go w with a negative COVID test. I didn't even let us go in the first class lounge in the Barcelona airport because our friend was in there and he's a hooker and we have a feeling he's got an underlying condition. <laughs> so I was uh -huh. like, well... You know, we probably shouldn't go in there. Just we just don't we don't want him to like we don't want to like 
make him die. Pile on. Yeah. We don't pile on. Yeah. Even so though he loves being piled on. That's like one of his things. He loves gang piles. He does. And he never has told us he has an underlying <laughs> condition. And we had a negative COVID test. But even still, mm-hmm. I was like, let's not go and make the hooker die an early death. Who's a hooker who's willingly gives his consent to being a hooker and still we protected him and we have friends that have dropped us for making jokes go fuck yourself exactly which leads us heroes to today heroes here it's called being a covid hero <laughs> not all heroes wear capes they protect hookers that's in right class lounges that's right so you know what i did i laid down on a cafe bench and we didn't even go in the lounge that's did right we, we did that we hurt ourselves for him i ate <laughs> A panini that was unpressed. <laughs> it was unpressed. I saw it. Unpressed so that he wouldn't die. <laughs> that's right. Okay. You think that's easy? It's not. <laughs> Do you think eating a fully bread, mostly bread sandwich? I didn't even see that's any meat unpressed? It. I couldn't see the meat. There was a one size. <laughs> it was so much bread and just It was thin. so much bread. <laughs> such a thin piece of meat. And I, every it. bite I took, every bite I thought, I'm a hero. And I'm when a you hero. left to go stand in the line, and I stayed laying down, trying yes. not to be robbed, uh-huh. I slowly went up and looked, and my reptile arm came over <laughs> the top of the thing, yes. and I took the last bite of panini, uh-huh. and I looked, and I ate it, and I go, salt breath. She ate all the meat. Oh. <laughs> then I lay down. It was the slimmest, sliverest. <laughs> there was no bread in it, Memo. There was it no was meat too in it. Big. I mean, there was there was no meat in it. Yeah, it was, all, it was all bread. It was two puffy corners <laughs> that you left there, and I go, "This is the perfect bite for me. No meat, no meat, no cheese." <laughs> and that's where she drifted off, drifted off into the darkness of the COVID sleep. Like, well, I mean, honestly. This, as you know, doing so there's that at this point is, I don't even know. It's, as we were away in Europe, just more regulations got rolled back. Mitch McConnell gave a speech. I think, I don't know when it was, if it wasn't today or yesterday or whatever, congratulating himself over Roe v. Wade. He's so excited. And just seeing all these people who are so excited about basically stripping every right away. And I'm, um... I'm in rage. I'm I'm surprised that my rage allowed COVID to get into my body. Honestly, well, I decided that today I was going to throw in the towel completely. But then you, again, you really should be doing this because you're the one who's finding these. Um, I have been. So you, (laughs) so because I'm like half past give a shit right now, and I'm so angry, and I just don't even care. However, then you find something, and then I find a little hope and a little caring in my heart, even though it's filled with covid and it just wants to go to sleep i saw you shed a covid tear uh, during this mm-hmm. yeah so i'm so unstable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god i what movie did we watched a movie that was stupid it was like dumb men oh fuck that no we'll <laughs> talk about that later okay we're talking about that uh, on the patreon no it was like a comedy it was a comedy and i had to, I, if you weren't there, I would have cried. And I'd been like, if she's McGuire, right now. Was the one with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum? I think it might have been with Will Ferrell and... Um, Mark Wahlberg? I think it might have been that. <laughs> oh, Daddy's Home. I think I cried during Daddy's Home. <laughs> well, that is how unstable. Because they're, they're mean to Will Ferrell. Yeah, and that, yeah, but then they come back together and then they mm. like... And I, I'm just... I can't, I can't be in public. I just... I don't even know what my problem is. So, Go but ahead. who cries at Daddy's Home? 
with Will Ferrell, uh, Mark Wahlberg. I, I have issues. Anyway, I was going to throw in the towel. You found this. This is great. And it fits in with everything we've been talking about for so long. And I'm so excited to play this for you all so that you can, if you, so that you can learn about this person the way we did. Um, I am inspired. I do feel some hope because of this person and he truly is. Um, he is a hero. He is a hero. And that's why we do the, so there's that. And also not for nothing. We could be in a COVID, um, fever dream, <laughs> but we did think we saw that maybe married to medicine. <laughs> premiered, which we were told <laughs> That Married to Medicine wasn't going to come on until November um, by our boo, the producer on it. So I don't know. It said season nine. That's the season that we're supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. We missed Dr. Jackie. If she was here to hold us, we never would have gotten COVID. If Married to Medicine did come on, it makes this even more important because this is in the heart of Atlanta. It's like a five acre farm in the heart, like the middle of Atlanta, Atlanta mm -hmm. proper. Um, so we are going to this farm if we visit Atlanta. We 100% will visit this farm. So basically what I'm going to do is play this video off of CNN. I'm just going to play you the full video because there's no really, I can't really do it. Uh, anything I say, this video says it better and let him speak in his own words. And it's just, he's, um, he's a hero. It's profound. It's beautiful. It's, it's important. He's, He's truly doing something to change lives. So, and if you're in the Atlanta area, stop by, donate, yeah, do what you can. If you're a teacher around there, you could see if they do field trips, like raise awareness. This guy's doing fighting the good fight. We should support him all we can. One hundred percent. And here you go. I think the Bible mandates us to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and to provide shelter. Now, I can't do all three of those, but one thing that I can do, I can make sure that people learn how to feed themselves. Come on out here with me, boys and girls. There is a high demand for agriculture in the metro Atlanta area. Most of the people in this neighborhood don't have access to fruits and vegetables that they can readily get on a regular basis. We're about a mile and a half from the grocery store and we see many people walking on Main Street carrying bags trying to get their groceries home. I'm Bobby Wilson here in the great state of Georgia. My main goal and objective is to make sure that marginalized and underserved communities have access to locally grown food that's free of chemicals. This is our secret right here, what I call black gold. We have turned five acres of land right here in the heart of the city into a green oasis that really impacts the quality of life of people that lives around here and visit with us. On an average, we are growing four to five tons of food per year. We are teaching people how to grow their own food on small tracts of land. So you want to evenly spread them out. With the price of food right now, you can probably grow about $2,500 worth of food per year. It does kind of smell sweet. 
We work with new and beginning farmers. Okay, you can help put those in. We have young people to come out here and do science projects for school. Many of our kids have not seen real chickens before. Can you see me now? We gotta get our young people excited about agriculture. We work with the seniors. We work with kids that's coming out of the juvenile justice court system. And we have a training program through our community garden. But you can also learn from other community gardeners. I was in down and depressed, and I got 13 children in a way. And uh, I came to the farm, I got assistance. My wife, she said, where you getting all this? All right, Rick. All right, man, I'll holler at you. I said, I met a man. Oh, I met a man that had a, God, had a heart like Jesus. Mm. And he said, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. We see a lot of people coming by here that don't have access to food, period. We open up our doors to say, come in come out to the field and pick your own greens, uh, harvest fresh locally grown tomatoes uh, because we have an abundance of what we are growing. If we can get our community to eat better food, stay away from fast food, our community can rid itself of diseases and high blood pressures, diabetes that we are challenged with. What gets me, I come by here at night, dust dog, wondering why the, the gate is open. Bobby's in the back at dust dog, still working. You know, he's better than an everlasting battery. I don't know how you just keep going. <laughs> he's fed millions of people, and he's still feeding. And it does something to me because what person would just give up everything for this. I just thank God that I ran into a farm like this. I mean, I needed to help, and they was there for me. During the pandemic, we fed over 25,000 families, and we continue to do that today. We were buying food from other African-American farmers who did not have outlets for their produce that they were growing. And so we were able to support them in that way. At the end of the day, we want to impact many farmers of color so that grandchildren will want to stay on that land and continue to work that land to make a difference. We are more than just a farm. We are about justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. I want my grandchildren to have it better than what I have it today. This journey has been an uphill journey for me. I'm the first one to graduate from college in my family. I have dedicated my retirement and my savings towards Metro Atlanta Urban Farm. This is Black Beauty right here. And we've been here now for 13 years. I want folks to see farming in a total different light. It really sends a message to them. Without a farmer, you probably wouldn't have anything to eat tonight for supper. We are changing the dynamics of the way people think about food, the way people use food. Oh, wow. This work is changing people.
people's lives. Thank you so much for coming, changing society as a whole. So there's that. Okay, so that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. We try to get at least the first one out by Sunday, so you'll have all week to listen to them. Although this week they're going to be way late, so as not to torture anyone with the sound of our COVID lungs. Um, unless anyone think I have COVID worse than Julie, I'm just um, someone that always loses my voice when I get sick. And this is no different. I mean, you still feel like shit and you're getting the sweats like me and mm-hmm. everything. I'm just sound sicker. Um, so on our Patreon podcast, there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. We never pressure you to join the Patreon on the Patreon podcast. That's the main reason that you want to join it. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and problematic we are. And also, now that we're home, we're going to be doing episode two of Patreon Idol. So if you liked Jenny Lark's song at the beginning, there's more where that came from, but you got to subscribe. That's right. If you want to hear other content we offer besides Patreon Idol, there's a link to a free episode of our Patreon podcast in the description of this episode. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on the bottom of every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple Podcasts or whatever. Or you can listen to them on Patreon.com, where you can like and comment on the episodes and message us and other members of our Patreon family. And you gotta join if you want to submit yourself for future Patreon Idol episodes. And if the hard sell of our Patreon podcast isn't enough, don't forget that we have t-shirts available with a small donation on our website. We recently expanded the sizing to include double XL and triple XLs on all of our shirts except for one design that we are um, phasing out. Phasing out. So go to julianbrandy.com and check that shit out. And it's free shipping no matter what country you live in as well. That is true. It sounds like a shameless, desperate plug, and it is. Uh, but we are really genuinely excited about being able to add more sizes of the shirts. They're a passion project for us. We do everything ourselves. We don't use Cafe Press or any shit like that. And because of that, they don't make us money. But we love them and love sharing them with our 14 listeners. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Mr. Chardonnay himself, Ugh. Brad Locally. Ring, ring, Chardonnay. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man, 
by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite right. I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 